stop on this train will be... It's up to you, New York, New York. on a hill in the air, the deep center, fetch back, away back, she is This is 161st Street, Yankee Stadium. What's up, what's up? This is the boys of 161st Street coming to you with a very special episode. Yo! We announced last week that we had some exciting news, and we are proud and humbled to announce that we are now uh, affiliate of the Bronx Pinstripe Show, so... Snaps Big the, news! Snaps, snaps, to, <laughs> snaps to us! Snaps the Bronx pinstripes, and yeah. we're we're in a new scenery now. Super excited to be uh, a member of the Bronx pinstripes crew, BP crew. Gonna be going to a lot of events, all that stuff. See you guys there. Excited to meet all of you guys as well. And yeah, that's just exciting news. Got a whole lot to unpack here. There's been a lot of things that have been happening in Major League Baseball in this past week. Uh, yeah, I, as much as we don't want to talk about the Astros stuff, and I'm trying to avoid it as best as I can, I, we there's nothing really else going on. There is some other <laughs> stuff we're going to talk about. I mean, yeah, the spring training, all that stuff, but like, how much can we talk about Garrett Cole getting his first standing ovation at his li- first live cool. VP session? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. But yeah, we Game definitely have starting next in a week, so hopefully we'll have some more talk about them. Yeah, <clears throat> we'll, we'll see some real baseball in a week. So by the time we talk to you guys next on Tuesday, we'll be talking about real baseball. But for the time being, the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. We'll <laughs> talk about the Astros, obviously. And what better way to start talking about the Astros than with Jim Crane and his stupid comments to start the week? We're gonna go in chronological order here. So just to recap you, if you've been living under a rock, here's what happened first, Jim Crane addressing the media. You know, our opinion is, uh, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, We had a good team. Um, We won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. That is just blasphemy. And then 15 seconds later saying that, uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say it didn't impact the game. I didn't say that. What yeah, are you talking about? They literally asked somebody. I don't have that queued up, but he's the another. The reporter said, "So you just said it didn't impact the game, and it was related to like a Yankees comment." He was like, "The Yan- you mentioned with the Yankees, whatever." He's like, "I didn't say that. I, <laughs> I didn't Dude, say it." Dude, they didn't are the definition of a PR nightmare. Me and Murph last semester, we took crisis communication and we, all we think about is God, if only we could have taken that class while this was all going on. Cause they're the prime example of exactly what not to do. She would have loved it. Our teacher would have loved it. Oh, we would have came in every class. I would have got a, a thousand for extra credit because I would have just wrote an article for fun every week. Just a perfect like, example. At, at of what some not to point, do. at some point, who was the, PR person saying just everybody shut up or here's a list of 10 things to say and only say these 10 things. Yeah, no. It's it's like they just keep digging deeper and deeper holes. I I love it though. Thank God because it's just like it's what they deserve. I mean mean, one of the things too it's just there was one at one point when Bregman was giving his speech and he was he he was all prompted up like he had a stick up his ass and he just said no more than three words at a time too. The the classic it's just absurd. 
And there was one point where he looked at Jim Crane. Jim Crane gave him a nod. And he was like, basically, yeah, say it. Like, say it. Like, <laughs> you're allowed to say it now. Is like, it now? What we rehearsed, say it now. Like, it was so... And that's exactly what it was. It was so rehearsed. It was so... And even since it was rehearsed, it was still bad. Like, three months? You got three months, you and went, that's, what, you that's, had, that's your best shot. Literally. Yeah. Literally, that's the only way to put it. You had so much time to make this perfect, and all you can say... And they're not even, like, apologetic. Like, and I'm even questioning myself. Like, had they said anything, like, had they done it right, would would we be happy with that? Would I be okay with that? And honestly, probably not. Like, is no, there is there a not. world where we'd ever be like, okay, they, they handled that well, even if they did handle it really well? There could be. I mean, it's a territory where, like, we come in and everybody comes in because we're all so pissed off about it that we're looking for something to nitpick. And, like, we're looking mm-hmm. for them to slip up and be like, see, they don't fucking mean it. But they literally threw us an alley on that. Like, if you know the media is going to come after you and you know the severity of what you just did, and then you just make it even easier for them, like, they're that's a, what I'm saying. they are a dumpster fire. Like, we, we, that's my point. Even if they did do so well, we would find something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. So we didn't I, even have to. I don't think there is a world where we would be okay with the way they handled anything. <laughs> However, that doesn't take away from the fact that that was the worst fucking PR yeah. Dumpster yeah. fire. I, I, like, I think that if I know it's kind of it's different if you're still on the team, um, but like someone so like a guy like Jake Marinsnik, uh, who I feel like his apology was probably yeah. the most sincere. He was like, but he's, up. But he's on the Mets, so it's like yeah. it's kind of like you he can say it now, and it's not you know we get it. He can say it because he's not on the team anymore. So I would be interested to see what everyone's reaction would be like if a if Correa's interview went a little more like that consistently yeah i mean correa's first interview was out of everybody's and then they still like the only silver lining they had on that first day was okay altuve you kind of fucked it uh crane you bent it over and analed (laughs) it and altuve (laughs) just just shut the fuck up but correa correa and springer they weren't that bad the first day but then correa comes out the next day and just just everything that could I think have he destroyed the kind whole of thing. been right. I think yeah. that one interview destroyed the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, everything. It was so much worse because one thing, the thing that I got pissed about the most, I think, was um, when Correa said Jim Crane isn't a baseball guy. Did you guys hear him say that? Mm-hmm. So he said Jim Crane isn't isn't a baseball guy, so he doesn't know what impacts the game or not. That was like, how do you? Yeah, that's an owner of a baseball team. Yeah, he's more of a he baseball said, guy yeah, than he nearly we are. Yeah, he's <laughs> just the owner. He's just the owner. He doesn't know what impacts the game. He doesn't know that if I know every pitch is coming, then I'm not going to have an advantage. I'm just like, how? How is that your go-to response after that? And that even with the owner of the Astros, doesn't know about what impacts the baseball game, and that's his excuse. Yeah, like he, but he gets a pass because he's not a baseball guy. And yeah. then even with coming from uh, Bellinger's comments, which we'll we'll play Bellinger's comments now. The apologies were whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Crane's was weak. Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. Um, you know, I think what people don't realize is. Altuve stole an MVP from Judge in 17. Yes, he did. Um, Everyone knows they stole the ring from us. I know personally I lost respect for those guys. Um, I think I would say everyone in the show, in the big leagues, lost respect for those guys. I don't know what human 
hits a walk-off home run against Araldis Chapman to send your team to the World Series. And one has the thought to say, don't rip my jersey off, but two, go in the tunnel, change your shirt, and then come out and do your interview. Like that, mm -hmm. that makes no sense to me. It makes zero sense to me because I know me. <laughs> Gary Sanchez said yesterday, you can rip my shirt off, my pants off. I sent my team the World Series off for Aldis Chapman in the ninth inning at home. You can do, you know, I'm going crazy. He's he's 100% right. He's, yeah. he's literally all of us right now. And that's the coolest part about this. These baseball players are all feeling this way. He opened but the But the only gates. people you see saying shit are the, the ones that are quote-unquote crazy, like Trevor Bauer, and everybody yeah. blacklists him for being yeah. nuts. And honestly, why don't we take it back to one thing, one thing that he did bring up before this, the pine tar for the pitchers. Everyone thought he was the the fucking nuts guy in the in the maybe he's and right. Spin rate and shit, yeah. The spin rate was mm -hmm. off the charts like that strike out well, to walk ratio. I don't want to talk about that spin rate. I know. No, because we got Garrett Cole. That's now, so I know. Like, that's that's why. If, if if we see some spin rate shit go our way, I mean, I'm blind. I, I don't know yeah, what no. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Trevor Bauer is crazy for that. That's what I'm saying. But like Trevor Bauer was posed to be this crazy guy, yeah. and now he's not so crazy. So that kind of. And yeah, you needed Belly to come out and say it because if if it's just Bauer and like it, it loses if it's Bauer value. and the Dodgers and the Yankees, I know Belly's on the Dodgers, but like for Belly, like reigning MVP to come out and say it, that opens the gate. Gary say something that opens the gate, and then Trout, just Trout, like that's like that's a face of baseball. So if he's saying something, yeah. then fuck, then that will be fucked. Did, up. did you I see? Think, did you, did you see what he said on uh, in, his, in his press conference? And he was saying that. Astros players literally texted him basically mm -hmm. to apologize. Like, imagine you're that big a goat. Like, that's clout. That they apologized to you because it's your sport. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mike Strout's <laughs> world and we're all living in it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, they God. actually apologized to him. He didn't name names. He was fantastic with the media, by the way. Obviously, yeah. he's not involved. Of course he is. He's not yeah, involved. He's trout. Yeah. And he he's said at the end boy. of it, he said, would, like, imagine what it would be like if I knew what pitches were coming. He like, and yeah. that's not even like cocky. Anyone else says that? No, that's cocky. that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun, but everybody knows like, yeah, that'd be fun. Because like <laughs> the Astros players, when they're in that circumstance, like they're like, all right, well, Bellinger said something bad, but like he, he's obviously mad. He was on the Dodgers and Gary Sanchez said, you grew my pants off, but obviously he'd say that he's on the Yankees. We beat those two teams. And it's like, fuck, if Mike Trout says something, then, then everybody's yeah. gonna be on yeah. their side. So like we gotta stop this now. Yeah, everyone's listening. Yeah, it's just and now cool. it's yeah. It's cool now that it's literally everybody versus them. Like yeah. I, like I am now an enormous Cody Bellinger fan. I never hated the guy, but I I'm team Bellinger this year. At least this yeah. year until the World Series, which in all likelihood yes, I know it's baseball, but that's probably what's gonna happen. Hopefully. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I saw some kids of uh, sorry, I saw some videos of um some kids booing the Astros and Altuve running out of <laughs> yeah. running out. Of the, <laughs> the Did you hear what happened when they first got there? When no, they first happened. got to camp, oh, yeah. some random fan was banging trash cans behind the whole plate, and then he <laughs> dipped. Wait, was it at the their batting that practice? That was at their first yeah, yeah. He just banged, then he hit the feet. He was and out. They had so many people there too. They had so many people with cameras and everything. I didn't see that yeah. at anybody else's batting practice. Did you? Nobody or? cares about anybody but them. It's yeah, so it's the cheaters, and they want to see if they. If they if they fucking swing and miss one time, they're like, oh, see, yeah, and how <laughs> they didn't know what was coming. How about the f the fucking ridiculous tattoo shit? Oh, with Korea? Yeah. Oh my god. I mean that that is just absolutely insane because they, like first of all, to debunk that a little bit, let's dive into that.
The the weird tattoo that he's talking about, it's allegedly says Melanie. That's his daughter. (laughs) I was literally gonna say that's his daughter. Like, how is that embarrassing? First of all, it's a name. Yeah. Second of all, like it's not a picture that looks. How bad could it be fucked up? Like that just first. That's uh, that's the first thing I had to say about that. Second, that why wasn't that said before? Why not? What else? I mean, it's clearly false, and it's gonna be proven false later. So like, why make shit up? I get it. You're heated. No, never mind. I don't. I don't get it. You're, you're no, being, no. You're he's, again, he's like I said before. He's just they keep digging deeper holes. It's reaching. It, you you'd be better off just saying literally. We nothing. fucked up. We fucked just up. Say, don't say anything. Just just yeah. don't say anything. Yeah, I that looks fit. bad too. I, that's what my point here. What could they have done? I mean, nothing. That, a lot of things are better. A lot than of things they better. Did. But any way they do it, they would have been blackballed. But but the thing is though, like the. Um, the tattoo and his wife would be upset if his jersey was ripped off. Neither of those back up why he went into the dugout to change his shirt. He said he's yeah. shy. No, but he could have yeah. just kept his oh, fucking jersey on. Oh, did you also, speaking of which, just speaking of shirts, did you also see the new thing that came out? The undershirt to no undershirt. undershirt to no undershirt. It was the top yeah. of the ninth to the bottom of the ninth. And is that bad? I don't know what that carries weight for. I don't know what it means. Maybe he yeah. wasn't wearing a buzzer and put it on after. I don't know. What it means? Someone's it's just gonna make there. some outlandish comment about that with some sort of analysis. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I was hot. Yeah. I have no analogy about the shirt it. Was the I don't know what it means, but it's fishy. That's all it is. Yeah, but again, I think that like the thing that with the whole thing about why he went into the like, dugout to change his shirt doesn't support either of the stories that Correa yeah. was saying. No, you know, it, 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 there's it's, it's no correlation. Up. It's literally made up. But imagine that, like Correa was like, "Yeah, honestly, the tattoo looked like shit." You say, oh, oh okay, what's that? What's the what's a tattoo of? Oh, it's my daughter's name. What? That's just rude at this point. It's not even about like his daughter's probably tight. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right, dad, my name looks like shit. You name me, you asshole. Yeah, and it was literally just I mean, his comments were so bad. Like it, it stirred the pot. I I'll, I'll actually play it for you guys right now. Said before, what doesn't sit well with me we is when you this. say no, false no, statements. If you don't know the facts. If you're not informed, this is America, Ken. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. But Cody Bellinger's job is to look for information, get informed, know the facts for sure, before he stands in front of cameras to talk about other players. You should get informed. You should be informed before you talk about other players. If you don't know the facts, then you got to chill the Woo! We got Yikes. some... <laughs> they got some fucking yikes. That made it worse up too. in here. This is some keeping up with the Kardashians. We got literally like a soap opera on our hands this season. There oh, is no, now beef so cool. between Bellinger and everybody else in the world, too. I mean, just everybody hates the Astros, but like him saying shut the fuck up, I mean, come on. Now no, you're asking rage. to get How thrown at. fucking balls to do that after yeah. everything that's going on. He's just, he's just so emotional about everything, which I get. I'm, I would be emotional if I was involved in this, but I wouldn't take it to that. I don't know. You I see I'd my boy you and just shut the fuck oh, up. You, you see you Darvish. You see how he says he was like, um, I just don't think that uh, that that Cray was in a position to tell him to shut up because <laughs> he's talking about facts. And like, he was so polite about the whole thing. They rocked him. Yeah, like in, in the World Series and Chris Sale too. I mean, I was watching Sports Center yesterday and there was a little segment and they were like. So we sat down with Chris Sale, and, like, I don't know why Chris Sale's their go-to because the Red Sox are being accused of this, too. But yeah. they're, like, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, Chris Sale made his first postseason start 
against the Astros in Houston in 2017 and got hammered. <laughs> and they just, like, ripped him apart. And then he sits down, he's like, yeah, you know, I was throwing great pitches and fastballs at their neck, and they're just going over the fence, and I didn't really know what to make of it. And, like, the fact that they're getting texts, like, everybody, every team that they go to, like, once the Astros pass you, it's just the team that they're playing next just gets flooded with text messages. Pass like, the torch. Hey, guys, uh, watch out because they're cheating. And then the first time that a team actually did something about their cheating and the Nationals wore wristbands instead, they win all four games in Houston. Like, Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, they switched to wristbands? Oh, yeah, and they said that... Uh, I didn't know that. Who was it? It was Dozier, I think. Dozier was on the Dodger, or Nationals. For, oh, and he wow. used to be on the Dodgers. And they said that Dozier like got text messages and was like, "Hey, they are definitely still cheating from like <laughs> ex Dodgers and Yankees," and like they were like, "Just heads up, they're cheating." And the Nationals switched all their signs and like started using wristbands. Wow! And then they lose four games at Houston. Like, come on, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. So now that we went into those comments, we do still want to go into the comments of Rob Manfred because we think Rob Manfred is the worst fucking commissioner. Or at least I do. I don't know. Your guys' take it. I haven't talked we to need you guys Adam about Silver. that. But no, he's... But uh, he the, one of the comments he, he made that I don't have queued up, so I'll go into this first, is he said that the players that... The MLB players that throw at them will be punished and fined. Like, that, to me, is just so backwards. You can't mm-hmm. not punish the players that were involved... And then directly punish the player. Like, you didn't do anything about it. So why are you going to punish the people f- for t- policing the game that you neglected to police? He didn't do anything, so now the players are going to take it into their own hands, which they will, even with this nonsense rules that he's going to try and enforce. But like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I disagree there. What do you, I what disagree do you, a little bit as well. I just, I don't, like, I think that it's bad that he didn't, punish the players don't get me wrong I think that they definitely should have been but the two things that I don't know if I completely agree with is one like you kind of do have to I you either don't address it at all or like you do have to put some sort of police on like professional baseball th- players throwing really hard at other professional baseball it, players at the end of the day it's still player safety yeah and you're still a commissioner yeah, of the league I'm not I'm not saying that obviously yes I think they're human beings the before the game, obviously, I'm not as worried about the game as for their like whatever the fuck I'm going to say about that. But I mean, I do I do get what you're saying. He's he didn't make a move, didn't make a play, didn't police their actions. So now the reactions by the players are now going to be the thing that he does enforce on like that for sure. He, that's and, just and him missing the opportunity to punish them because he gave them immunity for giving them the facts that may or may not be true because they I don't know. Whatever, but it just doesn't make sense to me now that you're going to punish the people who weren't involved because you're tainting their game. You're tainting their job. You're in, you're like, that's, that impacted so many people. That ruined yeah. people's careers. Some people may have been pitching during those games. Like Some people may not have ever pitched again. People have lost jobs. Joe Girardi, one of them. Like Who knows? Joe Girardi probably will be the manager right now if the Astros didn't cheat. So all yeah. of those people... To be honest, I'm going to stay firm in my statement. I don't give a fuck about their safety because they were the ones cheating. They should not be in that game. Look at the fucking Manchester City penalty. That team 
wasn't is they're not around for the next two years. Everybody's seen that, but they to give, debrief that a little bit. They misused their they, they broke the financial regulations in whatever soccer league they're in. I don't, I'm not a soccer guy, but I know that they broke the rules and they were punished. They're not in the Champions League or whatever for the next two years. They can't play. Mm-hmm. That that is why I think I'm not upset about playing beanball. I'm okay if they get thrown at because they should because they should not be playing. They should not be. I honestly do believe that if I was commissioner, I wouldn't let them play. And there's actually a really cool thing. This is the last part of this rant that I'll go on. Is yeah, I don't think this would happen, but I do think one of the rules that I saw this on Twitter, what the players and other teams, the the visiting teams to the Astros should do, and would be interesting to see. Whenever you play the Astros. You don't feel the team. You do not play. You forfeit the game. That will cause the Astros, yes, to go 81-0 at home, but whatever, because that punishes their financial ability to raise money because they won't sell any tickets to any games. They won't have any fans. They'll lose so much fans, and they, they literally will not be able to get a rev- their main revenue source, which is tickets and selling beer and everything. And me, Damon, everybody knows they make a lot of fucking money on beer from us, from mm-hmm. anything there. That just that's an interesting thought. I obviously know that that's not gonna happen, but it's just something it's else strikes to be done to try and combat this. And I think the only thing now that's left to happen is play beanball. I don't know. So here's my kind of take. Of I'm rant. not gonna go as long of a rant, but um, <laughs> I, that was pent up. I, I, I can see that. And again, I'm not disagreeing with the fact that they should have been punished. I was just saying that we shouldn't be throwing baseballs at their head. Not um, their head, like their leg. I, I, I get it. The middle of their it, back, you know, that fucking kills. break something. The shin. Um, and like physical harm is never... Um, you can frighten them, but you know. The leg that um, doesn't have a shin guard on it, just aim for that one. Just hit the shin. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> saying like, I think they little. definitely should have been punished. And. The players for sure. Um, but I think that the players themselves have done a really good job of taking it into their own hands as well. I think without them speaking out, without Trevor Bauer kind of leading it, and without everyone else speaking their mind and telling them that they're pieces of shit and kind of bringing the entire baseball community together because, you know, us as fans and us as, you know, reporting stuff, we can say as much as we want. But when you see players to actually start to speak out and speak their minds that we're all sharing this kind of the same universal thought it's now really Astros versus the world. And I think that I love it. being being humiliated even at spring training by little ten year olds, um, that's 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 tough to yeah. see. And, and you got that's little a, league that's teams. A, that's, a, that's a crazy yeah, I was about to say that. I think that's a that's a great not a great I'm saying like that's that's a good punishment because it's now that what else are you playing for? You're you're not playing for the people who are watching you anymore because they all don't like you anymore. You know? Yeah. If you're not playing for the league anymore because everyone in the league hates you, you know, and that all started by the players speaking out and voicing their opinions. Yeah, and I think that, like, Manfred said, I think enough of the punishment is going to be the public's reaction. And, like, yes yeah. and no, that's not enough of a punishment, but yeah, it's going to make it great. Of course not. Just but, because social media is prevalent now doesn't mean that's your main form of punishment. If that was back in the day and there was no social media, you're, you're going to still, that's going to be your punishment? No. Because no. that doesn't exist. So he, well, let, let me ask you this. Do you do something though. different if it's in the 80s, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think it would be worse, let's say hypothetically, um, Altuve and Correa were 
I'll say three biggest names, Altuve, Correa, and Bregman were all suspended for two years, right? And they didn't play. They weren't allowed at spring training. They weren't allowed at the games. And we just forgot about them. And then two years later, they came back. I don't think anyone would really care. We would just let them back in. They would start playing again, just like how people do with steroids, you know? But the fact that they're continuing to play and they're getting booed and they're getting yelled at and they're getting thrown at and everyone that goes to their games are going to be shit-talking them. I honestly think that might be worse because that's going to carry like on for shaming. an entire year and no one's going to forget about that. That's true. Yeah. And, and honestly, I do agree with the fact that he's saying the most influential and the harshest form of punishment is this public whatever it is, like the shame from Game of Thrones. But I, I don't I don't know. I, I just think that can't be the only form. And I think, I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I personally, to, to wrap this up on this topic, I think beanball is going to happen. I think the game didn't police itself, so now it's going to have to police, it, police itself. I mean, the, the commissioner didn't police the game, so now the game has to police itself is what I'm saying. So, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, players I mean, aren't gonna throw it. All right. Well, then we're not gonna be coming. We're not gonna reach an agreement here. I'm, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. I don't see I, it. Think right, about well, it. Like, like you're really mad now. All right. Yeah, well, that's that's they're a, not. Gonna. That's enough of that. They're not. We gonna. can't predict anything to happen. I think it's gonna happen, and we'll. I, we actually have a betting topic in our betting segment to talk about that. But uh, do we even want to go into Rob Manfred's? Comments? No, forget, forget it. Right. Let's no, let's get into some him. some. Some more uh, baseball that we care about, which okay. is the Yankees. So hopefully now we can just put that behind us because that was I, I don't Unless I didn't the even. Unless was proven, I'm not talking about it anymore. Yeah, that was that is now the last thing you will hear us talk about the Astros. No, it's not. until the very next thing comes out. <laughs> <laughs> so Something else is going to come out. We're going to talk about it, but for now, we'll, but we'll actually time. have baseball to talk about. So that we'll we'll have other things to talk about. So now. Since this is a Yankees podcast and not an Astros podcast, we'll talk a little bit about Yanks. But actually, before we had some just MLB overall topics. So the MLB Top 100 came out by MLB Network, and I have some issues with it. I have a lot of issues. I have a, I have yes. a few. But to round out the – I'll just go with the Top 10 right now. So just to give you a little reference, if you haven't seen it, Top 10 was Mike Trout, obviously. Then a, everyone else is just kind of <laughs> – he's on his island alone. But then – Yelich, Bellinger, Betts, Bregman, Rendon, Cole, Garrett Cole, Yankee. Did you know he's a Yankee? I did, yeah. He's a Yankee now. Uh, DeGrom, Arenado, and Lindor, top 10. So of this list, you guys are all looking at it. Is there anything that really strikes you as, like, horrible? Like, there's a few that, to me, I I think DJ LeMay, who's getting absolutely no love at 37. Agree or disagree with, I mean, I hope you guys agree with me, because he's at 37, I mean, the man, I think, was number two in MVP voting. Yes, I'm a Yankee fan, but I don't think I think he had a better year than Simeon. But anyway, like I, I just don't see why. And this is also a right now ranking. So, with that being said, I feel like right now he is higher ranked than nearly half these guys that are yeah. in front of him. So I just and think the, DJ's getting really? absolutely no love. What really sticks out is fucking Anthony Rendon. That's thank because you. Because yeah. how are you going to put, especially when they're kind of like the, I'm not going to say a similar position players, but I think they're, you know, either way, like, a, like you can't put Rendon at six and the Mayhew at 32 and justify that. No. I mean, Rendon, yes, he's good. Is he six? I mean, of this list from people behind him. Arenado's better than him. Arenado's better. Lindor's better. 
I'd probably put Story better than him. Even this is some of the back end guys. Obviously, Judge I'll put better than him. Fucking Acuna is better than him. I'll put Javi Baez mean, ahead of him. There's so many people that are better than him. It's just all right. I mean, the, anyway, the meat of this argument, why I wanted to bring it up, was that Judge is getting absolutely no respect either. Yeah, actually, the other we'll round out the other Yankees that are in the top 100. We were well represented. We had Garrett Cole at seven, Aaron Judge at 16. We'll get into that. It's horrible. Then we'll get Glaber at 31. Then we have DJ 37. Am I missing any? Where's Chapman's at 75? I think Stan's at 63. Gary's in there. Gary is Gary's in the 80s. 80. Sevy's at 83. I actually like that. Yeah. Considering he didn't really pitch at all last year, that's nice to see. Gary's at 80. And I think that's it. I think, honestly, most of them are in the right spots. This is just such a, it's such a loose thing. Like, you can't really pinpoint. After it gets top 10 to 15, it gets blurry. Yeah. Um, especially with or pitchers. Because, like, you're, you're comparing pitchers to position players. It gets in every position. Like, you're talking about a shortstop compared to a right fielder. You're talking about a center fielder compared to a catcher. Yeah, it's like, tough. it's so loose. But, I mean, I could definitely see places where some of our guys could be higher. I think LeMayhew stands out, and I think Judge stands out, as you were saying. I think Judge, I could see him over Acuna. I could see him over Juan Soto. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's just so goddamn consistent. He's underrated, but they judge. I mean, our, our friend of the pod, uh, Dan Rourke, went off on Twitter and YouTube. And you guys check, out, the, check out that video yeah. he made. But he went through every person that's ranked ahead of him. And I didn't see towards the bottom where the Bregmans. And, I mean, the Bregman, Mookie, Bellinger, Yelich, Trout, that's, that's fine. Honestly, one through nine, like he, he, I put him probably at ten, in in my book, and that's trying to be as unbiased as possible. But what Dan Rourke did was go through all of them, its stats and everything, and judge everybody in front of him: Freeman, Scherzer, Verlander, Acuna, Soto, Lindor. All of those judge beat them in every single category, and it wasn't even funny. How the hell did he compare him to Scherzer and Verlander? I don't know. I don't know what he did, but. <laughs> Regardless, Judge beats them out in nearly every category, and it's gross. And the funniest quote that he said from that, it was like, Judge is so underrated, I might throw up. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Judge is getting no love. And I think, I mean, so the majority of this ranking comes from him being not, like, him being injury prone. And I, that goes back to one of my biggest fears. I, I hope to God that he plays a full season this season, because I don't know if he has had a full season healthy, and I don't. Yeah, I think I think he's I don't a want top that to player. I don't want that to carry around with him because if he has one more hurt year, we're we're talking about him not being ever able to field the full season, and then we're getting into his extension. We don't talk about that's down the road. I mean, it's obviously. been two seasons and one's a broken wrist. That's they're not yeah they're freak injuries. No, the back like that's yeah that's something that could sneak up on you it again. It just goes but to it's the just... fact that can big guys play baseball like that? Maybe they get a little ammunition. The people who are behind that, yeah. regardless. That's that's the problem I have with that. I mean, Judge is just getting no love. And All right, so if we do this. I think Glaber is accurately ranked. 31 is good. I'm yeah. fine with that. So I want to hear all, all three of our top fives right now. Okay. What's David, yours? we'll start with you. Um, I mean, Trout, obviously. Um, and I was looking at something there. Maybe I just came across it, but I'm putting um, – I want to put Mookie at two. Wow. Because I spread a stat. I mean, I was thinking about it a lot, but 
I also saw a stat that I think it was since um, 2000, was it 16 or something? It was 2015 or 2016. The he had the second highest WAR, other than Trout. So he has been a consistently great player. Um, and you know, aside from being the Red Sox, I think he's, I mean, awesome. Now he's not on the Red Sox yeah. anymore. But yeah, I, I, I also think I would put Mookie at too. Um, yeah, and then obviously I think um, the top five is relatively similar. Yeah, it's just mixed I don't up. know. I think I think Bellinger's a little high, to be honest with you. I agree. I think I would even put him at because again, he had a a fucking incredible first half of the season. Second half, well, he slowed down a lot, and he still won the yeah. MVP, but that was largely due to that first half season. Um, and that was kind of the first crazy good season that we've seen out of him. So uh, he was rookie of the year too. Yeah, I know too. But I'm saying like. He was the he best rookie in NL. It's different than MVP. Amazing. Yeah. Through for a couple of years and consistently, you know. I mean, he's also one of the best fielders, too. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he plays a bunch, yeah. a bunch of positions. I do agree that he's a little high at three. I think I would put him at five. I'd put him at five. Yeah, I'd and put I'm him at five as well. So I was going to say. Are we, what do we, I mean, the elephant in the room here, Bregman's at five on this list. What are we doing? I'm now? putting Arenado at five, if you ask me. Not honestly. including. Yeah, no, honestly. Yeah, I'm putting Arenado at five. I don't know, four. I like Arenado better than that Belly too. I would go Trout, Yelich, Mookie, Arenado, Belly. I think I would go Trout, Mookie, Yelich. I, I I think I might go. I think I might go. Uh, it's it's so hard. I want to throw Cole or Degrom up there because pitching is so fucking important. But it's so it's like you said. It's hard to compare yeah. different positions. But I think I might go Trout, Yelich. Uh, Trout, Mookie, Yelich. <laughs> Today, Junior Bellinger, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cole. I think Cole's five. Wow. All right. Um, I'm saying yeah. Trout, Mookie, um, Yelich. I I I really want to throw Lindor in there, but I think Lindor is maybe a six. Um, Arenado. Four and Bellinger five, but I really want to pay respect to Lindor. I think he, he could be up there. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, think it's Arenado, just, it's, Arenado it's just it, it fluctuates so much. It's also a right now yeah. ranking, so yeah. that's why obviously I think I mean Degrom two times Cy Young, and then Cole obviously coming off a historic year. I think well, that, me, that more me, gives me. Let me ask this because I know this was controversial. Uh, Fuller, do you think Degrom should be higher than Cole? I think so. I think it's hard. I mean, I don't want to say that, and I, I hope all our fans don't rip me apart for this. But they will. Uh, oh, they will. I mean, it's just you can't say he's not the best pitcher in baseball right now. And like, it's just I'm all biased aside. I want Garrett Cole more than I want Degrom. That's based off of other factors. And like, I think Garrett Cole with this lineup and like the Yankees backing him is going to be better. And I'm sure that went into account, but. I'm taking. Oh, brother! Uh, this guy stinks. <laughs> All right, not necessarily. That's everybody to you. No, no well, I, I mean, you. you know what I mean. It's Degrom, like back to back Cy Youngs. I don't yeah, know. I, I agree. I think I think Degrom's last years have been better than Cole's. I have to say. He would have won 150 games in two seasons yeah, if he was stats, on any other team. Those in the stats, Mets. like with, with there was a stat that say like if Degrom ever got like. Three runs, run support. He's thirty and zero. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but that's all we'll talk about. I don't. Yeah. Wanna, I don't want to keep. I don't want Mets anyway, fans yeah. to think that they matter. So the next topic I wanted to get into <laughs> was Gardner, <laughs> Brett Gardner, 
filed a restraining order against an obsessed fan. I'm not going to mention her name, but basically the gist uh, was this, this crazy fan says that she is the future wife of Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner is married. Uh, he's happily married. And this, this woman, I don't know if we want to pull off specific quotes from here, but one of the ones that uh, I thought was really interesting was one thing she said, I request the court. So she also got banned from Yankee Stadium and Gardner and company are trying to get her banned from every MLB stadium and she's trying to get access back. So some of the weird things, do you remember some of the weird things that she was saying in it? Um, yeah, one of my, one of my favorites is, uh, you know, here's a direct quote. You know, when he plays, he signals. They have their own signals, first of all, for pitch type and all that. And then there's another thing called romantically and sexually signaling toward me. That is how our relationship has progressed because he started sexually signaling towards me from the outfield <laughs> and from the dugout. Yeah, and Gardner said and has confirmed by many people that they've never met before. No. And she also said she tried to sneak into the visitor's clubhouse of Orioles Park at Camden Yards in August to see Gardner but was subsequently booted from the stadium. She... <laughs> and she, and she, she claims that Gardner makes sad faces I was about to say when, when she's not at the games. She now, also claims that she has a PhD and she's a biotech entrepreneur. Yeah, a, a bi she sold a bio she's selling biotech that stops aging. Oh my God, and the, the best part about this is the last quote we're going to read is, I request the court to grant me access to the stadium in accordance with the MLB fan policy. Fine, that may make a little bit of sense if you weren't crazy. And also in accordance with the significant other of MLB player Brett Gardner. So she's trying to get access to the stadium on, on, the, grounds. on the grounds that she is the future significant <laughs> other. She literally says after that, she told the, the news outlet, I am a Yankees fan, and also the future wife of Brett Gardner. <laughs> like, and the Yankees the have, after thing. that, since tried to get her the lawsuits thrown out, because she's trying to sue the Yankees for yeah. having her banned. And Did we ever confirm that this was the same girl that was all over Pauly D? Or is that different? That was <laughs> somebody, definitely definitely not that? her. <laughs> somebody DM'd us that, and he said it's it's similar, similar looking girl, but it, I don't think it's the same it thing. It is a hundred percent not her. Another funny thing she really she said this is just gold. This whole thing, this is just nonsense. But during the interview, whatever her name is, uh, with NewJersey.com reported pointed out that Gardner is married to Jessica Clendenin. She then responded to say. That is not of importance. <laughs> Please like, disregard that what information. What do you mean? This deranged woman. That was nice. That was a nice way to start the season. Like, every roll-up spring training. Oh, Brett, you have to go back to New York and deal with a lawsuit. Guardy's got his groupie over here that, <laughs> that won't stop flashing. Of all people the on the on the Yankees, too. Like, <laughs> like you got Aaron Judge, the 6'7 beast. You got Giancarlo Stanton made in the lab. You got the 22-year-old, 23, I'm sorry, Glaber. Even you know, the thirty-six-year-old Brett. Yeah, the balding Brett. I don't know why I said balding. That, that man is bald. He's been he's bald <laughs> bald since he was bald. thirteen. <laughs> That's past tense bald. Yeah. And uh, you know who's been on a roll recently? My man Jack Curry. He is he is just eating up, eating up this whole the Yankee, Yankees rival pitchers and catchers so much so that he felt necessary to just. Scare the living shit out of all of us. 
He should be banned from Yankees media. It was just so rude of him. Like we're we're living in fear. Yeah, and Jack this is Curry. What he said. Jack Curry said Garrett Cole had his first crisis of spring training. Parentheses. I'm joking. <laughs> Actually, he needs some help uh, with the relacing of his glove. So we asked bullpen catcher Radley Haddad for assistance. I will update as needed. Fuck you, Jack Curry. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that's the, that's I like the boy. Jack Curry, but fuck you. Don't don't do that. That's just such a sensitive subject. Right he now. gave me an aneurysm. Like, <laughs> we just signed this guy to three hundred twenty-four million dollars. Do not even like we we're tweeting that out. He's typing this, and he's just after got a worst, smile across his face. Health scare in Yankees history. You don't do that. We all PTSD. Out. You don't do that. Yeah. That's just so Shut fucked up. Jack. Shut Jack. up, Jack Curry. Too soon. <laughs> Friend Jack. of the pod. Friend of the pod. Shut up, Jack Curry. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically all we had to say about that. In terms of other tweets that we saw this week, it's kind of the name in the game here. I'm just reading the tweets from everything. Twitter's been on a roll lately. I love it. Yeah. yeah it's uh, hot. So the Nationals... Put that shit out there. And they said, Dear Ad Yankees. Okay. They <laughs> don't worry, we finished the fight, which is their slogan of last year. Uh, hashtag Valentine's Day 2020, hashtag Natitude. The picture was uh, Juan Soto dropping the bat like you did. Love that. Uh, roses are red, <laughs> pinstripes are blue. We be the Astros in Houston in games one, six, seven, and two. So I don't I, think that I, was a chirp. I don't. I don't know if I love or hate this. I and I'm. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't know. I know I hate this. I, I think this is a chirp. I think they're low key standing. Did up. you see the Rays one? No. What did the Rays say? The Rays one, dude. The Rays put out a Valentine's Day tweet to every team, like every team in the MLB. And oh, they individual. Like, yes, and they were like, "At Red Sox, you knock our socks off. At what did Blue they say Jays, about us? we've always loved you." And it was literally the most sincere, nice message to every team. And then they said to the Yankees, roses are, are red, violets are blue. Uh, the Death Star blew up twice, just to remind you. Because, you know, like, we call our team the Death Star. And it was like, yo, like, you got to see it. It's like, right, but that's, that's not funny. even trying to be nice. Like, this is so passive-aggressive. Like, that, I, I understand that that's is... But enough. what the fuck? That, though, that is blatantly being a dick. Like, okay, I get it. We're still going to smoke you by 12 games this, this season. But, like, the Nationals are being passive-aggressive about it. Like, they're, I don't, like, they're basically saying, you couldn't do it. So we did it. Like, yeah, I de- I think it's definitely like with some, with not I wouldn't say animosity. It's just that's no, it's nice being passive aggressive. It's that's, just, that's an SAT I'm a communications right major, damn it. SAT word. Say nice word. I don't hear it, nice words often. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't hear nice words often. <laughs> you have a job. <laughs> Tell us about it, Dan. You don't hear nice words often. Um, no, like sophisticated words. Yeah, no, we I appreciate they, you. We appreciate you, Dan. There definitely, there definitely wasn't like ill will in this man. tweet. <laughs> what? I think that this tweet comes at like, hey, we both hate the Astros, but we beat them. But it sort of seems like you didn't do it. So we did it. Yeah, but I think because they did do it, I'll let it slide. That was my thing. I think it's such more of a cap at the Astros than us. It's just oh, like of course we were there. You're now we saying, were their segue into capping at the Astros. Yeah, we we were used here. We were used. we were used. I don't. I'm not sure if I'm for it. Like it'll all be cool if like we win the World Series, then we could say at I Nationals mean, they were we a fluke. did it too. They were a fluke. They did it. It's baseball. Whatever. Great. Have you know? What? I'll give them this. What do you mean? They, they they don't need you to give them anything. I gave it to them. Oh, so now like we they didn't do this. We gave it to them. I gave it to them. 
Right. Luke Rella gave it to him, Damon. So that's all that we need. I got it. I wrote it down just in case I forget. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think that the, the Ray's tweet was just so much worse and so much more rude. I don't know. That, I think it's just funny. I, the, the, fuck the National one was passive-aggressive, but the Ray's one was funny. I like that. The Ray's one yeah. wasn't being passive-aggressive. Ray was straight up like, fuck you guys. No, but like, <laughs> you, you got to see though. the rest of the shit that the Ray's said. Like, I was waiting for them there. They didn't even cap on the Astros. Like, every other team, they were nice to. Because they have a smart PR department, probably. They they're said, probably like, they yeah, said uh, they're getting well. enough. All right, we I, want think, to look like I think that's guys. enough on that. Uh, do you guys want to get into your betting segments now? Yeah, let's do it. So, for those of you who are new to this podcast, we do we like to do, we like to bet. Uh, we like to watch the Yankees and bet. So, uh, this betting segment doesn't have to necessarily be specifically Yankees. It could be something stupid, silly, like we we're gonna get into Gary Sanchez pass ball over unders, but it could be legitimate picks for the week. It could be the, for the games ahead. We forecast them and stuff like that, so we're going to make our picks if, and we'll keep a record of everybody, see how we do over time like they do on the M- uh, Monday Night Football crew and stuff like that. So the first uh, bet that I wanted to go roundtable on this with you guys is Gary Sanchez passed balls this season. So to give a little recap, uh, I haven't set the over-unders yet, but in 2018, he led the league with 18 pass balls. Surprisingly, to most people, he cut that in less than half. He, in 2019, had only seven pass balls, ranking 14th, 14th among all catchers, coming from leading the league. Romine caught a lot. Romine, that, that also <laughs> is, is a piece of that. But he did play a ton of games. So yeah. with that being said, what do we set the line at? I, actually, no, I'll set the line to make this impartial. So I'll set the line at why not? Similar to what it was in 2019. So seven and a half. Over under seven and a half. What do you guys think? Saying over. I'm going to take the over. Over? Yeah. Yeah. I think that as much. Slim Gary. As, I know, but. Looks yeah, good. That's less meat to block the ball. He looks 162 games. But he's, he's quicker, though. Yeah. I think you're stupid to this take is the, the are, under. Keep in mind, though, if you're betting, you're betting on the fact that over under. So if he is out for all of the year, you also win. He, that, yeah, obviously why would we never, assume? I'm not assuming that, but he's not always healthy. So, if you're a betting man, which I'm not, that that plays into like the, uh, the under, know. the under always like that. That's just or how, how about life's you, too short to bet the under? How about over. we had a good backup <laughs> catcher and now we don't? So Gary Piggy. Sanchez will catch more, therefore more opportunities for pass balls. I mean, I don't also, think the ba- have, have good backup catcher was the reason. one bad game and have three pass balls. Yeah, like that'll do it. You know, think about how happens. easy, and he also has to catch Chapman, who just decides to throw the ball to Africa sometimes. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to firmly take the over. I would bet short. three credits yeah, on the over. I am going to 1,000% take the over. Because yeah. even if it's, maybe it's a wild pitch on the borderline, too. That's a wild pitch. ball. That's a wild pitch, not a pass But what ball. if it's not, though? What if it touches his mid? I'm saying, I'm saying what if it's on the borderline and he touches it? Yep. Life's too short to bet, bet the under. I'll take the over also. Well, you Gary. just argued. I just changed, I just changed my mind. I didn't lock it in until now. So I'll take it. Next bet. <laughs> so the uh, what's called the PICOTA. The PICOTA projections have come out. PICOTA stands for Player Empirical Comparison and Optimization Test Algorithm. Yes, I just read that. Just found it out. Today, 
Today. I was today years old when I found out what that was. So the Pakoda uh, projections for 2020, the ALE standings have us at 99 and 63. I'll just go by the wins. So we have, we're 99, Rays in second with 87, Red Sox 85, Blue Jays 77, and the Orioles 63. That's kind of high for the Orioles, honestly. Um, what do we think about that? <laughs> in terms of over-unders, we'll, st- we'll first start with the over-under for our wins at 99. So this is based on algorithms, obviously. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. they have us at 99. We had 103 last year with all the injuries. I'm going to take the over. I think this is just conservative, but this is the second highest for all of the teams. I think the Dodgers had 101. With bias, yeah. I'll take the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over, too, because I don't want to contradict anything I said on previous episodes. <laughs> Got to stay consistent. Over 103. So yeah, I'd say stay I, consistent. I think 102 is the number this year. So... Also, obviously, we're all going to pick the over on that. If you pick the under, you're off the pod. Uh, but the margin of victory was 12 games over the Rays slash company, whoever is behind them, which I think it will be the Rays. Are we thinking that it's 12 higher or lower? What do we think we win by? We won't make that over-under. We'll just say, what do we win by? Nine. Nine. You think it's slimmer? It's baseball. I, I'm, I'm, st- I'm there with you. The Rays are a very good team. Yeah, so I think if we get... 103 wins and it's 12. They'll probably have, was that 90, 91 wins the Rays could get. I think that's totally possible. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the under also, and I think another reason why I'll go with the under is we play each of these teams 19 times. Granted, we're gonna go 19 and 0 against the Orioles, but <coughs> through and through, I think our team, our division is a lot more competitive. Like even the Blue Jays, who we actually struggled a lot with last year, they got better. Mm-hmm. Every year there's a team. They got Ryu. They got. Older, they're going to be better through and through. The Red Sox honestly still aren't. They're not. They're not bad whatsoever. They're a great team. They're not going to compete for the AL East, I don't think, huh? against us. But they, they could. It's baseball. I was talking to Matt today. He's a Red Sox fan. They're, he's still optimistic. He's obviously not as optimistic as he would have been with Mookie Betts. But you know, they're also a great team. They got Xander and everything like that. I'm not going to talk just boost their their team anymore. But honestly, I think. That's the 99 may be a little more realistic because of that fact. I'm yeah. still going to yeah. take the over, and I think the under in terms of the ALEs gap, too, and I think we're all on the same page, right? Yeah, for sure. And the last betting segment I had was for Beanball. You guys have answered the question already, said that you guys don't think it's going to be Beanball. I, but the question I had for the bet was, when do you think the first Astro gets beamed? So, I mean... What do you I think, think it either <laughs> happens in the first game or it doesn't happen. Well, it depends if they play the first game. And if they play the Dodgers, that's the only the only player that I will confidently say will hit them is Walker Bueller or Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Trevor Bauer to play. To play yeah, that's that. going to be an electric. Where game. is he now? He's still in the Reds. He's in the Reds. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's Reds like love a, to fight. They have Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Did I say that correctly that time? Yeah, you're, you're straight <laughs> away from Puig. Puig. <laughs> um, yeah, I think a couple of them might get thrown at. I think Correa is going to be the first one to get thrown I mean, at. Now, yeah, now it's Correa. For that's sure. a, that's why the Dodgers are the only team that I'm like, if the Dodgers play them, they will hit them. Yeah. Yeah, the Dodgers for sure. Um, I don't think we'll throw at them. I don't think so either. I don't think we need to. I think... Other You're people, right. uh, yeah. I think I other people do for us. Well. We don't play them. We play them in. First of all, we play them in Houston early on in the year, not too early on. But the only time we would hit them is when we're at home, and we don't play them until September. You know what I want? 
I want for like Judge to come out tomorrow because like he's gonna talk to the media tomorrow and say that was mine. And he's <laughs> no, and I want him to just like say something like that's gonna get them really tight and like so bad that they what throw are you it us. Do to Judge, yeah. No, like they throw it up. They they throw it us, and then somebody just literally rears back and hits them with the hardest pitch ever thrown. I That's mean, what I want. I would after we all love. talked about how we don't condone any violence. I'm condoning. No, but I, I want it. I don't condone violence, but I mean, who am I kidding? What are you fucking? <laughs> let's go. I want this shit. Who better? I just want them to start it. I just want them us? to start it. So yeah. that way, it's even better. It better that, and then we beat the shit out of them. Who better than us to throw at them? Because if oh we throw gosh. at them, no, they look can't at the start bodies it. we have. We have Luke Voigt, no. Giancarlo Sten, Aaron Judge. We just got Gary Sanchez. Chapman's diesel. Nobody talks about that because he wears a fucking... Canely. Canely's nuts. We're missing Patances' height out there. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we got... We, I mean, Mike Talkman's a football player out in center field. Brett Gardner's a nutbag. Yeah, he'd bring up that. I'm going I'm to... Adivino could stay right on, the, on the side. I feel like he can't fight, but... Just so many of these guys, I, think, I dare them to pick up. LeMahieu would turn into Doctor Strange. I was saying this. Like, like <laughs> yeah, if a fight started, LeMahieu would be in the back just like doing some spells and shit. Like no, some, some Gio puzzles. would be like directing people. Yeah. Geo, Glaber. <laughs> you here, you here, you there. <laughs> nah, Glaber yeah. would be tight. Glaber would be tight, yeah. but I, I don't want him in it. Tanaka's not wait, wait. involved. Before we, before we move on, I'm going to I'm gonna quote this right now. I think that Correa is going to cleat someone sliding into second base and start oh. a brawl. I think like that that's it. That's the reason too about the brawls and all this beanball stuff. Everybody, like we were talking about with their press conferences, is looking for something. That, like and they look at you the wrong way. Oh, what, what was that? What was that? Yeah. And then everyone just beats the and shit. And the tension's gonna be yeah, high because like it's gonna be a news story. Oh, when they like when, when we're they headed there, place to place to place to place. If one team didn't throw at them, everybody knows that's the. You can cut the tension with a knife. But Who's just gonna do it. You know? Think about like sports center. Like they find ways to make baseball matter, and now they have the biggest reason to make baseball matter to like the public. Obviously, baseball matters a lot to us. But you know how like there's a whole argument that like the younger generation is not as interested in baseball. So like they really grab at these stories when they have them. So the first time that the Yankees go to Houston is gonna be like. That's gonna like take over Sports oh Center God. for the morning. We're going like, to that game. Like no, yeah. I no not, not Houston. going to not, Houston. Not Houston. Yes, I will be September. at the one in New York. But I'm 100%. saying, um, the Houston. Like when we head there, it's gonna be for the first time since the cheating scandal came out. The Yankees are yeah. headed to Houston, and then the tension is gonna the be so high that game that I mm-hmm. think if something's gonna happen between our two teams, it'll either be our first game in Houston or their first game in New York. And it's or play stupid that sets it off. It's gonna be a bat flip or a slide or yeah. a look. Or oh, I hope it's a bat flip. I hope we bat fucking strike them. call. It's gonna be something stupid that's gonna start a brawl. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, so another segment we like to do here is uh, we like to give out an award for the person who pissed you off the most. It may not even in this case towards the season we like to give it to people on the Yankees. Uh, but this time, you, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll we'll it say it on three. One, two, three. Correa. Correa. Well, I just <laughs> wanted to introduce the segment first. So the segment's called the Ellsbury Award because who worse than Jacoby Ellsbury? So that's going to be the name of it going forward. Uh, who do you give the Ellsbury Award to? One, two, three. <laughs> it's Correa. Correa. Correa earned. I'm going to go out. Brother, this guy that's the because we all said Korea, I'm gonna give an honorable mention of mine to Jack Curry because I am <laughs> no, I too. am a little stitious, not superstitious as I said before. <laughs> and how fucking dare you do that to us? That's I'm also I'm, I'm also I mean number one is Carlos Correa, but I'll 
I'll give a few out, actually. I'll give them out like candy. Jim Crane, <laughs> fuck you. Um, the Nationals, I'm going to stick firm on that. Fuck you guys. Fuck the Rays. Absolutely the Rays. I was about to say. I didn't even know about that. They get the Ellsbury Award for sure. I don't even want to play the soundbite again. But I think the number one guy is definitely one, two, yeah. three, Correa. Or Manfred. <laughs> Manfred, fuck. Manfred, yeah. And Manfred for calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal. A piece yeah, of what metal. a dickhead. The, mo- the highest honor, the, the thing everybody's after in the your commissioner's sport. commissioner's trophy. He called yeah. a piece it's of metal. The tro- commissioner himself. <laughs> it's his trope. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. A piece of metal. It's futile. Get it's the futile fuck though. Out of here. Anyway, let's get into DMs. <laughs> Yo, that look, Fuller. <laughs> Fuller was just waiting for that to end. <laughs> Alright, uh, first DM comes to us from. Isaac Holderman, he said, what pitcher for the Yanks intentionally throws at the Astros? Hopefully Altuve first. And you guys don't think it's going to happen, but let's play. Let's say they do. Who is going to be the first person? I say Canely. Canely's a fucking nutbag. So I think Canely's the one who's going to throw at him first. And I think the person that they throw at is Correa. I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Could you imagine how fun wow. that would be? Oh, no way. <laughs> no, no, there's no shot in hell. But imagine. Oh, my God. That'd be I, so I, sick. I was oblivious for a second there. I forgot he was on the Astros. <laughs> He's not going right. to That'd be nuts. <laughs> no, he would never, but that would be so cool. That'd be nuts. Oh, I wish CC was still playing because I know for oh, sure that, he would that, do If CC was on the team, then I would. he would be an absolute lock. Yeah. All right. Next question comes to us from Greg Lombardo, friend of the pod. Uh, Big friend of the pod. Who wins in a fight? Judge with a pool noodle or Altuve with a frying pan? (laughs) (laughs) Pool noodle judge every day of the week. You know why he wins, though? He wins because, I mean, what good is a frying pan if you can't reach him? Judge has got the range. Do that thing where you stick the hand out? Judge would eat a frying pan if he could even land it. I mean. Is it a cast iron, though? That might. It's what? It's you can have four frying pans, whatever he wants. Dude, cast iron is different. Those things are heavy. One swing. I I just don't think he lands one. He would throw I don't think it. So either. He would throw He's it. Jump to do that. He really gets one shot if you think about it. He he throws it. One and shot. Then one opportunity. When that's out, <laughs> when that's out of his hands, Judge will make a pool noodle look like a metal bat. I mean, Judge don't, don't like, like, drop the, the pool noodle. He'll he just, just choke gonna... him out with the pool noodle. That'd be sick. <laughs> we'll make a little <laughs> animation about that. Post it on Instagram. Uh, next question comes to us from Billy Justice. Uh, what's your go-to stadium beer? We'll just fly through these. There's a few more we got. I'm the I'm the big. Tall boy Bud Light Lime can. In the summer, and the sun's beating oh, yeah. down on me. Damon has his little fan oh, don't, spritzing oh me God. with water. Lucky fan, I'm bringing it back. I'm holding, I'm holding a Bud Light Lime. Give me a pants tent right now. Uh, my, my, <laughs> my, uh, my pick. I don't, I don't want to say the, the pick that people are looking for me to say, and it's the, the Murphy's going to be over there and be pissed at me that I didn't pick Pinstripe Pilsner just because, oh, Yankees. I mean, it's literally, Murph, what kind of beer is that? What? Pinstripe Pilsner, what is it actually? Uh, blue Point. It's just a regular Blue Point, right? With blue pinstripes Point on it. Stadium beer. Yeah, I mean, I don't have Pinstripe Pilsner money. Yeah, no, that neither. Yeah, but my pick is going to be Bud Light Orange. Sue me, I love them. Yeah. Go, go to uh, Stadium Beer. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Shock Top guy. Shock Top. Yeah, Shock Top oranges. Bud Light are the same price Twenty. Obviously the Tall Boy. Stella. 
It's a good call. Murph, Murph has good acknowledged call. the the, the price. price. Yeah, that's definitely that's a good mentor. It's, it's gonna be thirteen now because we signed Cole. It's like the yeah, that's true. It's like the, the if you're not Vicky Mendoza diagonal, you got the price to uh, deliciousness ratio. Uh, it's a cognitive map. Yeah, learn about that in marketing. Yeah. Next question comes to us from Big Mikey D. Shout out Big Mikey D. Love the question. He said, with all the talk of the proof of the Houston Astros cheating, do you think Girardi would have stayed? We answered this before, and I think absolutely. Because then we don't lose, potentially. We won that, that won seven games in 2017. So, If yeah. they don't cheat and we win, Girardi probably gets extended, yes, because he would have to. There's no be second There's World no Series. Rid of you. But if we still lose, there's still a problem with... Uh, People critiqued his decision-making, and then the biggest thing behind Girardi was, A, he wanted to get paid like a player, and B, he uh, his, he didn't have great relationships in the clubhouse. So, like, uh, there's still that to take into effect. But I think that that's a great question, and I yeah. think that we could be in a completely different world if, if they didn't cheat. Yeah, yeah. I just but think yeah, there's no reason to get rid of But also if they win, though, that you win. You know, yeah, you're if not you gonna, win, you're not going to You're not going to let someone go who no, won for you. That's the yeah. point, yeah. And even if he made, he would make it to the World Series, so I think at that point he still doesn't get canned. Yeah, it, it, it'd be interesting to see, but I don't know. I think, again, like Fuller, like you said, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that we weren't really paying attention to that caused that. Yeah. All right, next question comes to us from Landon Friedman. Where do you guys see Hicks fitting in when he returns? I think um, he's a starter. Yeah. I see him playing center field, starting most of the games. Yeah. Is there any situation where you could see him not be the starter? Like if. any particular player that you think can show out and become a bona fide starter to take his spot? I think that with his contract extension last year, it's his job to lose, and people would have to do a lot to take it. Yeah. But, I mean, unless Gardy's hitting 25 home runs again, and... I think right now the the way that it's been set up for the last three years, I think three years ago when we get Clint Frazier, like that Gardner position is like that's that's Frazier's to take. It's Gardy's to lose though. Gardy hasn't been beat out for playing time in the last but it's, like, seven uh, they're, years. They're giving it to Gardy because they have to, and he keeps proving that it should still be his job. But He's like they're, well, yeah, they're trying to give it. I think that it's like they're setting it up to give to somebody else. And then last year was supposed to be Frazier when uh, Stan and Hicks were hurt. And then Frazier can't do it. And then it's Talkman. And Talkman looked like he could do it. So I think, I think Talkman could put some pressure on That's him. the one I was looking for you guys to say. I think Talkman, yeah. if he shows out again this year for a season-length amount of time, I think he's definitely the one that applies pressure. And then you got you, – it, it might just – the question kind of stems from who will create more of a revolving door, you know? Like what becomes either – like, I mean, Stan's going to be out there too, like – is there ever a world where he might not be the everyday starter in center field? And honestly, the more I talk about it, the more I say no because he's de- he's his defense is just too good. I mean, that Hicks catch was just unbelievable. That his arm, his arm too. Yeah, I think another good question though. Another good question. Uh, so yeah. Dan, friend of the pod, uh, he had two questions. One of them was, "What is your favorite Mario game?" Not directly related to baseball, but it could be. Which Mario one of the games? Party Seven. Seven. Super Smash Brothers Melee. See, we were all over the place here. Cause they so you said Dude, Mario Parties were so late. Mario Parties are could be the GOAT, but yeah, I Super we Smash mean they were talking about Mario. this. Huh? Yeah, I take that back, because that's not really a Mario Mario. No, it is. It. Super Smash Bros. counts. 
I don't know. I'm, like, I'm gonna say Mario Kart just because I think it's more Mario Kart. Related. Mario Kart was Mario Kart's great. Mario Kart he might, can't be a might take the cake. The only other ones that we were naming: Strikers, Super Strikers, Super Strikers, Strikers and Mario Baseball. This is a fucking baseball, I guess. Well, you could do yeah, what the public is expecting yeah, of you, or you could like give your honest <laughs> opinion. No, but. Mario's Superstar Sluggers was honestly one of the best games. All right, so I say, it yo, was. let's play Mario. Are you, are you reaching for Super Sluggers, or are you reaching for Mario Kart? Is, are we talking... It depends 20, on myself. Are we talking people? current Luke, or are we talking 13-year-old? We're talking now. Right now, I, I love Birio Kart. Birio Kart's a fun game. For okay. those of you who don't know Birio Kart, you finish a, a drink. I'm not going to explain the rules, but <laughs> Birio Kart's fun. You drink a beer, finish a race. All right. Current Luke picks Mario Kart. Old Luke picks, honestly, Strikers. Strikers are so fun. Strikers is such a good game. Strikers is, Murph is, so, Murph is yeah. so good at Strikers. So I hate playing Murph in Strikers. I would be any single living, breathing human being into Strikers. Yeah. Right, it's a whatever, tournament. Whatever, whatever, Let's do it. Uh, we'll live stream it. We'll live stream it on our YouTube. Go ahead. Deal? Okay. Final question before we wrap this up. Uh, what Dan, also a friend of the pod, uh, said, what is your favorite baseball movie? Good question. I'm gonna go That's out here with this. I know, the, the best baseball movie what? is Sandlot, I'd say. But my favorite is Benchwarmers. I know it fucking really credit to credit. I love Benchwarmers, bro. I'm gonna go with Moneyball. I think I just think Moneyball is so cool. I think I they, know we're talking about like real movies. Movies. It could be anything. Could I was be, thinking silly. <laughs> I mean, you could go silly. Major League is kind of. Major League's up there, not 2-1. One. one was definitely good. Murph, fuck off. <laughs> like Major Rookie League. Rookie of the Year is one of my favorite movies. Which one? Rookie of the Year? Rookie of the I year. watched that the other day. That made my good. girlfriend watch it. That's she fell asleep movie. in 20 minutes. <laughs> I made her try. Angels in the Outfield, too. Honorable mention. Angels in the Outfield was great. Yeah. But the Angels beat the Yankees in that movie. I was tight. I mean, Moneyball was just so cool, though. Moneyball yeah, was just, Moneyball's, just seeing like, how all that works. All good quality, good movie, then Moneyball. You know, takes it. <laughs> what did you say, bro? Bull Durham. Bull Durham. I've never Bull seen that. Durham. Oh, you gotta watch Bull Durham. <laughs> Bull Durham. It's, uh, what's it? it's good. What's it about? It's got what's his name? Uh, the Field of Dreams guy. But just think about oh, it. Field of Dreams with... too. Oh, yeah. oh that's shit! That's another. We're playing Field of Dreams. Got, this what's year. his name? The um, fucking the plane, the plane guy. The plane guy. <laughs> no, I. I mean, the only reason I'm saying Benchwarmers is because there's never been a movie that I've used their quotes so much. Then benchwarmers. Like, I played baseball a couple years ago, like just at, in the washed up league, and I actually had the best encounter with a kid ever. I get up to bat. I was a pitcher only, so I don't know what I was doing with the bat in my hands. But I get up and I tap the plate and I hit a foul ball. And I go, I take it, I take it. And he looked at me and he goes, You're still out. And I looked at him and goes, You're still fat. And was he fat? No. And then the next foul ball, he got up and we dapped each other up. Like it was so cool. Like, you just knew. Yeah. You no, knew what it was you were just that. About. We, were, we, we had it. We had it. You're still out. You're still fat. It's just <laughs> think about Think about all the quotes from Bedformers. Come no, on. That's so funny. All right. Uh, the, more, the more we talk about this, the more we sound like we're not even talking about baseball anymore. So I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to. The first Bronx Pinstripes presented episode of the Boys of 161st Street. Shout out Bronx Pinstripes. Shout out Bronx Pinstripes. Big shout out BP Crew. If Big you're not shout following out. them already, go ahead and follow them. They're probably following them already. <laughs> they're biggest That's why I said on the platform. They're not. All right, whatever. But make sure you check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe so you can get all new episodes the second they come out. And if you fuck with us, it'd be huge if you could give us a five star rating on iTunes. It means a lot to us. And 
pretty much tells us that we're doing good and we want to make more episodes. Uh, sometimes we need a little little nudge, but <laughs> sometimes uh, you do. Me, whatever. We're on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the 161 Boys. Uh, make sure uh, each each episode is also uploaded to YouTube. Sorry, I botched that a little bit. And that's at 161st Street Podcast. Um, if you like to see us video of just us bullshitting around like we do the post the two minute clips on Instagram and Twitter, then that's the place to see everything all at once. Uh, yeah, go Yanks. You always see me with at least one of my watches Rollies and poshes that drove me crazy I can't even pronounce nothing Pass that for safety Then I spent 400 bucks on this Just to be like, nigga, you ain't up on this And I can't even go to the grocery store Without some ones that's clean And a shirt with a team We living the American dream The people high up got the lowest self-esteem